Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 50, Laneways Off Church Street. Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. Because access to fresh water was a very important consideration in the past, there were a number of laneways off the main street which led down to the Shannon. I've already told you about the Strand and Strand Street, which branched off from the junction of Bridge Street and Custom Place. The next laneway we meet, between Sheffield's Jewellers and Fine Food and Wine, is now called Lloyd's Lane, because the Lloyd family owned many of the properties. It has been known as Lloyd's Lane from the early 1800s at least. Before that it was known as Farrell's Lane or Stephen's Lane. Certainly in 1765 it was known as Stephen's Lane because Reverend John Stevens, the rector of St Mary's Church of Ireland, had lived there from 1660 to 1682. Reverend Stevens was the father of Dr Richard Stevens and his twin sister Grizzle who were the founders of Dr. Stevens Hospital in Dublin in 1720. The hospital, which is a fine building just opposite Houston Station, is now used as the headquarters of the HSE. The name Farrell's Lane is explained by the fact that Morgan Farrell had property on the lane in the 18th century. In 1854, there were 19 buildings on Lloyd's Lane, and these included the Presbyterian Meeting House and St. Mary's Loan Fund, which was an early form of lending bank for people of the parish. The other 17 buildings were private houses. Today there are a number of small businesses as well as a restaurant and the side door into Burgess Department Store along this laneway. The next laneway is Friary Lane and while it has taken a few different forms, this laneway has always taken its name from the presence of the Franciscan Friary and Convent. The first reference we have to it is on a map of 1784, which identifies it as Friars Lane. Then on deeds from 1789 at least, and on maps of Athlone between 1838 and 1989, it's called Friary Lane, whereas in the Catholic registers for St Mary's Parish in 1841, it's referred to as Convent Lane. The Franciscans came to Athlone about 1239, but they didn't come to Friary Lane until about 1750. Their first church on this site was demolished in 1812 to make way for a new church, which in turn was demolished and replaced by the present church in 1931. The two earlier churches on the site were dedicated to Our Lady, but this church was dedicated to St Anthony of Padua. The church is built in what is called the Hiberno-Romanesque style. The facade of the church combines themes from Clonmac Noise with round-headed windows and a round tower. The stained glass comes from the Harry Clark Studios and the craft workers of Dublin. The cross in the apse is a copy of the San Damiano Crucifix and is the work of the Irish artist Muriel Brandt. In 1854, there were 14 dwelling houses and a church and friary on Friary Lane. The last laneway we are looking at is Griffith Street. 
1935, at the same time as they were renaming Upper Irish Town in memory of Sean Costello, the Athlone UDC decided to rename Glasses Lane as Griffith Street to honour Arthur Griffith, who was president of the Irish Free State. Previously, this lane was known as Glasses Lane. We know that it was known as that in 1744, but it was also known as Emery Lane in 1753, as Springwell Lane in 1782, and as Tangier Lane in 1814, before reverting to Glasses Lane again. Some of the earlier names reflected the ownership or occupancy of the area in bygone times. It was called Emery Lane because Bartholomew Emery was the lessee of a plot in that vicinity in 1821. It was called Glasses Lane because Richard Glass, a building contractor, was lessee of a plot in 1742. The late Billy English always claimed that Mrs Glass, whose cookery book was only surpassed by Mrs Beaton's, was a member of the same Glass family. In a deed of 1782, we are told that Springwell Lane takes its name from a little waste ground whereon the Springwell stands. We cannot be certain about the name Tangier Lane, but Tangier was part of the dowry of Catherine of Braganza, the wife of Charles II. And the army of Charles II was a Catholic army with a large Irish contingent, and it's quite possible that men from this lane served in that army. In the early 20th century, the Piper's Club had their hall on Glasses Lane. This is where the legendary Clanushnock Pipe Band met and rehearsed. In 1854, there were no fewer than 40 houses on Tangier Lane. Of these, the English family were landlords for 20 houses, and Lawrence Kelly, a local builder, was the landlords for the other. Mrs. Margaret Rice, Nee Norton, who died in the Titanic disaster, together with her four sons, was a native of Glasses Lane. Griffith Street was a little side road where you can still go down. Now, that the houses are very modern there at the moment. But when I was a kid, there were only old cottages. And I used to see the people going down to the River Shannon and washing their clothes in the Shannon and coming back. And I seen people with large families having their Saturday night baths with their life by soap with their parents and that. It was an eye-opener at that time. This one here, they call it Griffith Street, but I call it Lasses Lane. That was the old name for it. And before that it was Tangier's Lane. Was it? Yeah. Good man, Tommy. Yeah. I lived there. When the British Army, when they came back from Tangier's, they set up a huge camp here where Griffith Street is there. And they called the camp Tangier's Camp. Uh, hence, Tangier's Lane. A lovely community, lovely same, place to live. same that John McCormick was born in, in Freire Lane. A man, I know a man here, that's the one that's he was born, his father told him, he was born in Rare in uh, Friday Lane. The Count John McCormick, the great tenor, was born there. That's where he's supposed to be born in the Friday Lane. But I don't know about that, though. What's your earliest memories of the lanes? Did you <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, you see all them bungalows now? There was little houses in it, and I had a half doors, a door and a half door. And <laughs> we were young for the time. And myself and I one we was pad around, I won't mention his name now. Went up and to the top of the lane in a big tire. A lorry tire. He got into the tire and he came down 
and the half door was open and he took the half door with him and went into the sand in there. Do you have any memories of the friary? Oh yeah, can you, can you every year, that, that, that little there, that little landing there, that's called Father John's Landing. He built that in 1939. Uh, and he built it solely to bring down Lockery Rock from Lockery. And he built in there, in that garden there, he built a, a, a grotto. So he brought all the rock down there, unloaded it there, brought it into the garden and built a grotto inside there. And every year here they had what's called an open day. And uh, they had um, tents and cakes and all sorts of stuff going on in the gardens there. They opened the, gate, the gardens to the general public uh, one day a year for uh, that, that particular reason. Beautiful garden in there. Of course with the decline in the Catholic religion, it's, it's up in the air as to how long we'll be holding on to the prairie here. In October 2022, the Irish Franciscans announced their decision to withdraw from Athlone in January 23, ending an almost 800-year history of the Franciscans in Athlone. A statement announcing the difficult decision thanked the friars, volunteers and people of Athlone for their support dating back to the year 1241. The future of Athlone Friary Church and Buildings is currently undecided. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McKellen. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray, and Erica Follows Smith. Editing by Kyle McKellen. Produced by Amanda Gunning. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee.